You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, and it's Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's time for our weekly dose of reason here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Greetings and Tuesday salutations, Patriots Nation, and as always, thank you for joining me here on the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, that phrase, your team every day, means that your questions, your comments, your feedback, always welcomed, very much appreciated. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Tuesday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Folks, we are nearly done with the month of March, almost a quarter of the way through 2021. And with Thursday being April 1st, we are about to enter the month in which the NFL draft will commence. And the draft is always anticipated each and every single year, but this year, the anticipatory factor is off the charts. What will the Patriots do? Will they package some picks, trade up, and try to get their quarterback of the future? Is their quarterback of the future a quarterback they already had here in the past? And if so, where does that leave the Patriots when it comes to the number 15 pick in the first round, which they currently hold? And let's face it, we all have our opinions on the answer to these questions. There are some amazing, thoughtful, insightful theories out there, and they really cover all ends of the spectrum. But if there's one thing that we can all agree upon, it's that none of us really know for sure exactly what Bill Belichick and the Patriots Brain Trust are going to do for sure. Are the Patriots looking to package some draft picks to trade up in the NFL draft to select quarterbacks like Trey Lance? Justin Fields, Mac Jones. That's right, folks, I said trade up for Mac Jones. Whether you believe he's worth it or not, take a look at some of the projections out there lately and even some mock drafts that have Mac going as high as number three to the San Francisco 49ers. And as for those Niners, they do have a contingent down in Alabama today to view Mac Jones, as well as some of the other great prospects coming out of Alabama. Players like wide receivers Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, cornerback Patrick Sertain II. That's right, it's Alabama's Pro Day. And rumor has it that those third-picking San Francisco 49ers are quite enamored with Mac Jones. But you know who else is down in Alabama today? Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick of your New England Patriots. And I'm sure all of you have seen the pictures floating around social media, Bill and Josh standing there talking to Niners general manager John Lynch, also former New England Patriot, by the way. Also, John about to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Also standing around talking to Bama coach Nick Saban. But what are they talking about? What does it all mean? Well, depending on the social media expert that you happen to be following, it could mean any one of about 9 million possible subjects. They're all gauging each other's interest in Mac Jones. Lynch is there as a red herring. He really wants to draft Justin Fields. Well, so does Bill Belichick. That's why he went to Alabama and not Ohio State's pro day to look at Justin Fields. He's trying to throw everybody off the scent. 
And then, of course, there will always be people that will say that they're there to talk a Jimmy G trade. Folks, bottom line, any one of these scenarios is possible. But unless any one of these parties is wearing a wire, with Chloe O'Brien monitoring the conversation from CTU, no one's really going to know for sure. After all, most people are assuming that the Niners, the Patriots, and others are all there to scout quarterbacks. Last I checked, Alabama had a pretty loaded roster, two amazing wide receivers, and a cornerback that, in my opinion, could end up being a true star in this league. Second-generation corner Patrick Sertain II. But all of you are hearing this right now and thinking, yeah, but Mike, the Patriots, they're set at cornerback. They've got Stephon Gilmore. They've got J.C. Jackson. They've got Jonathan Jones in the slot. They just signed Jalen Mills. They've even got Juwan Williams. They've got plenty of bodies at that spot. Well, that may be true, but don't forget, it's not exactly a slam dunk that Stephon Gilmore is going to be back in a New England Patriots uniform next year. For a while now, a lot of us have been speculating that Gilmore might be on the trading block. That rumor took a little bit of a hit yesterday when MMQB's Albert Breer indicated that Stephon was quote-unquote open to signing a new deal with the Patriots. All of a sudden, his return to New England seems like it could be possible. But again, folks, it's not set in stone. And with J.C. Jackson still to be had out there with only a second-round tender floating over him, Patriots may be in the market for a corner sooner rather than later. And if in fact they are, would they look to use significant draft capital to get one? Well, folks, these are pretty in-depth questions that require some reasonable answers. Luckily for us, today is Tuesday, and that means a visit from our resident voice of reason, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com. And my Patriots Paisan and I will talk about the potential of Stefan Gilmore ending up back in New England. I'll ask Steve his opinion on what changed the wind, so to speak. In other words, folks, why all of a sudden is Stefan Gilmore's return more likely now than it was just a couple of weeks ago? And in our segment to bring it all home today, we'll continue our cornerback discussion by profiling two second-generation standouts in the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft that might just have the makings of being pro superstars. Patrick Sertan II out of the University of Alabama and Florida State's Asante Samuel Jr. And we all know that name, folks. Samuel's father, Asante Sr., was one of the more prolific quarterbacks throughout the Brady-Belichick era here for your New England Patriots. Folks, an action-packed agenda, the reasonable wisdom and counsel on tap from Steve Balistrieri, so sit tight and settle in as Steve and I talk Stephon Gilmore and play a little game of like father, like son at the cornerback position in the upcoming draft. We turn the corner by turning to the corner when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, football games on the field might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. If you want to take advantage of the perfect time to test your prognostication skills, there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They give you real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and you know what just makes it even better? It's free to sign up. Head over to their website, betonline.ag today, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Head over to their website, betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Locked On listeners, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, the defensive backfield, particularly the cornerback position, it's long been considered a strength of the New England Patriots, even going back to the early days of the Brady-Belichick dynasty from players like Hall of Famer Ty Law to Asante Samuel. Hold that thought, folks. We'll get back to him in a minute. To one season with Darrell Rivas, Malcolm Butler, now to Stephon Gilmore, and a lot of other great and talented players in between. As we approach 2021, the Patriots secondary still looks to be as formidable as ever. But will it stay that way? Well, here to provide his wisdom and counsel and to break it all down with us is our resident voice of reason here on Locked On Patriots. As I always say, folks, one of the best, one of the most knowledgeable columnists that you will find in anywhere in Patriots media. You know his great work from PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and of course, one Patriots Place. He is my Patriots Paisan, and despite what he'll tell you, and he tries to every single week, I can tell you he is worthy of all the praise he gets, and then some. Steve Balistrieri joins me here today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, bud, for your weekly Tuesday appearance here on the pod. Yeah, it's got to be Tuesday. I'm on here talking with you, so now it's like I set my clock by it on Tuesday morning. And thank you, uh, as always, my friend. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. Uh, I, as I say every week, I love talking football with you. I just wish we were doing it in person. Absolutely. And you know what? Hopefully, with things moving in the right direction uh, for the country as a whole, I really hope that is a possibility and that is a probability uh, this year because it's always a blast when we get together to talk ball, whether it be through an environment like this on the podcast or whether it be in person, um, because your wealth of knowledge is always amazing. And, you know, selfishly, we just like hanging out with one another. So, you know what? I think that's good. And I think we should try to make that happen. But (laughs) regardless of what, bud. Uh, The Patriots continue to build that roster. They continue to move toward 2021. And Steve, over the course of the last couple of weeks, we've discussed a lot of names here in New England, even on the pod. Uh, A lot of the new faces to the Patriots, free agent acquisitions. Uh, We've talked about some old, either re-signing that were here last year or returning to to the Patriots after a brief break from the team. But Surprisingly, there's one name that hasn't been overly discussed lately, and that is Stefan Gilmore. I'll be honest, it seemed more likely than not. Notice, folks, I said likely. I didn't say probable. I hate that phrase. More probable than not. We all hate it here in Patriots Nation for obvious reasons. But most of us, and I don't want to for you, but I'll speak for myself. Most of us thought Stefan might have just played his last game in New England. And it pained me to say that because there's no one that respects or likes Stephon Gilmore as a player, as a person than I do. But I looked at his contract. You looked at the quad injury that he suffered at the end of 2020. The Patriots finishing seven and nine. It just seemed like all the stars were aligned for Stefan to move on, maybe to a contender, uh, make a last run in his uh, you know career, go on to maybe two, three, four more years, however long he wants to play and finish his career elsewhere. And the Patriots would cut their losses, try to recoup something from him, save a little money against the cap. Seemed like a solid move for both sides. But yesterday, MMQB's Albert Breer advised that he's been told by his sources 
that Gilmore would be, quote, open to signing a new deal in New England. Again, Steve, I say without hesitation, I think Stefan is still among the best corners in the league. I'd put him at the top of the list, but at the very least, he's in the discussion. I think this is great news for the Patriots, but you're always the resident voice of reason here. What are your thoughts on Gilmore potentially sticking around for one more year? And in your opinion, why the change in the wind? Well, I'm not sure the wind changed. I, I you know, where Breer said that Gilmore would be open to uh, a discussion on, you know, uh, extending his contract. I'm sure he would be because I don't believe he's happy with it. But he, he kind of worded it in a nice way where he left the door open. But um, I, I, I still believe, like you, I was, uh, I was of the opinion that I, I thought it would be, as you said, <laughs> you know, when you said those words, oh, I got that flashback to uh, 2016 there. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> that aside, you know, um, I, I still kind of think he has uh, – he, he, well, I'm, I'm going to say I still believe that they may deal him during the draft if the opportunity avails itself and somebody offers a high enough pick. I think there's definitely a possibility that Stefan can still be moved. There's no question about it. I mean, the Patriots are always going to do what's best for the football team. And if they feel that the return that they're getting is adequate and they feel that it's in their best interest financially, maybe even uh, roster-wise, then they'll make the move. They're not going to worry about what the fans think. They're not going to worry about what people like me think. Uh, they're going to worry about what's best for them. And so I can definitely still see it. Look, in terms of the change of the wind, I kind of agree with you a little bit on that. I do think a couple of things did happen, though, in the interim. First, I think that the torn quad makes it tougher for the Patriots to get fair value in a trade. I think that's obvious. I think that they're looking at it right now. Teams may be a little more apprehensive to commit to a long-term deal or make that type of investment in Stefan, knowing that sometimes quad injuries can be difficult for corners to come back from. They may not have the same burst. It's not that it's going to make him all of a sudden an also-ran player, but he may not be the elite player that we all know and love. I think Stefan is going to be able to do that. All the information and the uh, uh, the indications that we're getting from his camp and his rehab is that he'll be more than ready to start the season, meaning that I think Stefan is progressing pretty nicely. And that's good news for him. The other thing that I think happened is I think the Patriots are a lot closer to being a contender than they were just a couple of months ago. You look at the additions that they've made. Now, all of a sudden, this team has a great deal of offensive talent. Can they put it all together on the field? We'll wait and see in training camp and preseason, even in the early part of the regular season, how this all gels. But they're in much better shape now than they were a couple of weeks ago when it came to the Patriots offense. And defensively, I think they've shored up that front seven, taken a lot of pressure off of the secondary. So in a lot of ways, this could be a good thing for Stefan. He might be looking at this and saying, if I can restructure this deal and make it so I'm still making the same amount or I'm still making a good amount. It saves the Patriots a little bit of cap space. Um, two sides can come together. Then I think they might be more open to it. And bottom line, when it comes to health, nobody's going to know his situation better than Stefan himself, other than the New England Patriots who monitor him uh, without any question. If in fact, Steve, that Stefan does indeed return to the New England Patriots, what does this mean now for the development of J.C. Jackson, who recently had a 
second year tender put on him. Uh, teams obviously can sign him to an offer sheet, gives the Patriots the right to match. We haven't heard much on, uh, you know, JC since the Patriots have, uh, you know, decided to place the second round tender. Is this a good thing for JC Jackson's development? I've gone on record several times saying that I believe that absorbing Stefan's um, example and working alongside him for one more year would be beneficial to JC Jackson. But if in fact he is going to be back, what does this mean for him? Uh, and does this make this more likely that JC may want to make uh, uh, an exit from New England and go be a number one corner somewhere else? I think if I'm JC Jackson, I, I welcome this news because one is the Patriots put a tender on him. So, you know, he's. Uh, He's not tied up for long term. Uh, he's going to make a nice chunk of change this year. And the bottom line is, if Stephon Gilmore is back, J.C. Jackson isn't going to be facing the top wide receiver for, you know, the uh, the opposition, whoever they are playing in 2021. So, therefore, he has an opportunity to shine up just a little bit brighter, I think. You know, when, when you're looking at the big picture of things, if – you know, if you're facing a, uh, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins or somebody else, you know, so you take the somebody else if you're Jackson, and, you know, it'll make you look a little bit better. I think he's this will work out probably better for him to work himself into a big payday, whether it's with New England or someone else. Yeah, and I agree with you wholeheartedly when it comes to Jesse Jackson. I don't think this is a stunt of his growth i've seen some make that claim and i don't think that's exactly what's going to happen and i think jc would probably be the first one to admit that and the first one to actually uh, you know agree with it simply because it does allow him the opportunity to play alongside a still elite corner in this league and someone he can learn from still and also like you said someone that can make him look better against uh, you know some of the uh, the competition uh, and it also gives him the option to switch off we've seen gilmore sometimes take the number two or the number three option on the field and completely shut them down, giving JC the opportunity to go against wide receiver one or wide receiver two. And he's done a pretty good job of that. And I still think he'll continue to grow into that role. So much agreed with you on that, but ultimately, bud, it's going to come down to money. Uh, and there's no question about it. 16.29 million against the cap this season, according to our good friend, the Pats cap comparatively small salary size of just 7 million. So, no side, neither side, is going to expect Stefan to play on that deal for the New England Patriots in 2021. They're either going to restructure that under his current salary, maybe work out a contract extension to bring that needed adjustment. But like you said, if those two sides can't come together, then Stefan may end up back on the trading block. So not a complete slam dunk that Stefan is back in New England, but I think it looks more likely now than it did just a few days ago. And I think that's a win-win for the New England Patriots all the way around. Buddy, your wisdom, your reason, it always brings us back to a level-headed place here on Tuesday. And I appreciate you giving us your insight on Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, and where that situation might lead for the Patriots' cornerback position. But, folks, we're not done yet, because in just a moment, Steve Balistrieri will offer his thoughts on the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft. If the Patriots wanted to look at cornerbacks in this draft, there are a couple of second-generation standouts that could be superstars if they develop into the right setting. Could New England be that place? Find out when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. 
Locked On listeners, when it comes to repairing or maintaining your vehicle, why would you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? It's still possible to take pride in your ride and even save a little in the process. Visit my good friends at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they're delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands, the specifications, and here's the best part, folks, the prices you prefer. RockAuto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers just like you and me. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Locked On listeners, my colleagues at the Locked On Podcast Network and I have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Because Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And although we all have our favorite flavors, now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and brackets are in full swing. Today's matchup... Two incredibly delicious flavors, cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. Makes your mouth water just thinking about it. I know I say it every day, but it's true, because you can't go wrong either way. And if one of these flavors is your favorite, make sure to cast your vote so that it can be named the best tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com or visit them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Follow the online instructions and cast your vote in the Built Bar Madness Bracket. And remember, whenever you place an order for some delicious Built Bars, use the promo code LOCKED15. That will give you 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And of course, check back each and every day to see who won today's matchup and who will ultimately become the best-tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Locked On listeners, the NFL Draft is weeks away, and it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fan Steve Balistrieri joins me here today on the pod, lending a little Tuesday reason as usual. And But in our previous segment, we discussed Stefan Gilmore and the likelihood of his return to Foxborough. Seems a little more likely now than it did just days ago, but again, not a 100% certainty. So in that regard, the Patriots will eventually need to reload at this position, whether they move forward with J.C. Jackson or whether Stephon Gilmore is here for a year or so, J.C. goes elsewhere. Whatever the Patriots do, they're going to need to bring in younger talent. And there are some solid prospects in this upcoming 2021 NFL draft. A lot of people will put South Carolina's J.C. Horn, Virginia Tech's Caleb Farley at the top of the list. They're very, very highly touted. 
Um, and with due cause, these are two very talented young corners. But a couple of second-generation standouts who have a great deal of information about this organization. They've been well-informed about the Patriots, uh, so to speak. They might be there for the taking for the Pats. And, of course, folks, I do know that J.C. Horn is a second-generation as well. He's the son of former Pro Bowler Joe Horn. And we've discussed J.C. here on the pod a few times. But two in particularly that I'm referring to today are Alabama's Patrick Sertain II and Florida State's Asante Samuel Jr., Steve, let's start with Samuel, because we all remember his dad. I said earlier, folks, I said we'll be back to him in a minute, and that's exactly where we are. Um, Asante was a very capable, very strong corner here during his time in New England. Um, Developed a lot of great plays, a lot of great memories. Uh, We're not going to mention the 2007 Super Bowl, folks. I don't want to put that all on Asante's shoulders. (laughs) I can't say that day I didn't, but, uh, you know, being a more mature analyst, a mature fan, mature human being, um, I've come to realize that there were a lot of difficulties that day that led to that loss. But um, obviously, Asante knows the New England area very well. He played up here for a number of seasons and played very well. Asante Jr., I think, is entering the NFL having a strong career at Florida State without any question about it. Um, I think that he's someone that not only has great instincts that his dad had, but he's also a very good run defender as well. Uh, for a corner, that's very odd. And uh, I should say that's very admirable, not so much odd, but something you don't see every day from a corner and something that I think Asante brings to the table. Recently, for patsfans.com, you profiled a mock draft, and Asante was a pick of yours. Um, and you made a very good case as to why he might be a good fit in Foxborough. If the Patriots dip into the cornerback market, why would Asante Samuel Jr. be a good fit here in New England? Well, that's a that's a great question. But, you know, I think you, the Patriots, they always kind of, uh, and especially Bill Belichick, they, they, they love versatile players. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. is a very versatile cornerback. He can play inside. He can play, you know, in the slot. He can play outside as a boundary corner. I think he could even be a free safety if, mm. if you wanted to move him there in the, you know, in the future if, if you needed to. Or if, if uh, like man, when he's a rookie, if somebody starts getting banged up, Hey, I think you could move him into free safety, and he wouldn't be lost there. But you know, he's he's uh, he's not the biggest guy. That's the only drawback to him. He's like what five ten, about one hundred and eighty five pounds. Right. He's he's very uh, he for a smaller guy. He's very physical, um, which the Patriots like, and he's extremely good in man coverage. And that is the Patriots don't really like to play in zone an awful lot. So uh, they always look for corners that can play physical man coverage because a lot of times they leave these guys out on their own. And this is a guy that I think could step in and play on day one. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right on Asante Samuel Jr. I think he has the potential to start for a defense that does play a lot of man coverage, like the Patriots do. And the Patriots are also going to be willing to move him around. And that's where I think Asante Samuel Jr. can really maximize his strengths. You mentioned versatility. A lot of people are saying, oh, this kid in the NFL, he's going to be slot only. That's really all that you can do and the only place that you can play him. I don't necessarily think that's the case. And you've outlined some reasons why. Um, 
he can play in man coverage regardless. Uh, there's no problem there, and you know that he's going to be able to do that. But he also, I think, has some room to grow in his zone coverage. And if that's where the Patriots are going to try to develop him, uh, he could be a good prospect there. I think he needs some development there. Um, he'll probably be a very good cornerback option in the slot at first. But he could end up, you know, coming into his own in zone coverage. And if not, then you can always slot him down. And I think the uh, the suggestion about maybe using him at the safety position is an intriguing one as well. The Patriots have done that before. Drafted corners, traditional corners that have gone on to become Pro Bowl safeties. Devin McCourty is one of them. I mean, you take a look at what McCourty has been able to do in he started out as a corner from Rutgers and came in and ended up being one of the stalwarts on the safety position. So I like your information on Samuel. Again, I'm not sure the Patriots would use first round draft capital to be able to snag him. I think he could be cad in subsequent rounds, but he might be an option. And if he's still there with the Patriots potential need, they could do a lot worse. And definitely, you know, <laughs> we're going to use a Godfather quote here, folks. Get yourselves ready. If Asante ever needs instruction or advice on how to survive in New England, who's a better consigliere than his father? He played here for a number of years. So I think that there's uh, definitely something to that familial connection as well. You knew I was going to use that, but the title of today's show is Like Father, Like Son. I needed to use that, and I love that quote, one of my favorite uh, all-time Godfather quotes. So sorry, I hope I didn't steal your thunder there, but I just couldn't resist. (laughs) That's a great one. That's great. I love it. Absolutely. Well, another second generation corner that's actually working out probably as we speak here as we record this pod is uh, someone else that does have some knowledge of the Patriots system, not necessarily because he played in New England. His father did, uh, but he played against New England for a number of years with the Miami Dolphins. And that's Patrick Sertain, the second of Alabama. Of course, we all remember Patrick Sertain, the cornerback from Miami, also played with Kansas City for a while. And, you know, Really, it's it's just it's in the DNA of these guys, the football genes of a former successful NFL corner passing down from father to son. Uh, these two guys really catch the eye. And if there is first round draft capital to be had on a corner, I could see the Patriots going there for certain the second. Um, he's a boundary corner. Uh, he can defend the short side of the field. He's got great size, great length. I think that really helps him to defend some of those quick throws, especially to the perimeter. That, to me, is where this kid really shines. But it also, I think, is going to condense the space that he has to turn around and cover. And that, to me, is where Patrick Sertain II could be a very strong addition to the New England Patriots roster. Um, Again, he's best in a press man coverage scheme that allows him to play mostly man coverage, very much like Asante. He's more of a man coverage corner. But also, I think he's much more NFL ready for the zone concepts in certain situations. Steve, with the way the Patriots employ the secondary, with the way they employ corners, and especially knowing that either J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore or both are going to be on this roster, should the Pats be taking a sharp look at Patrick Sertain II as a possible option here when it comes to the Patriots trying to backfill the cornerback position? Well, I think, you know, I, we, we both agree that they need to get a quarterback, and I, I'm kind of leaning toward using that first pick in the draft as, as uh, you know, as a quarterback, taking a quarterback. However, if they end up uh, making a trade for one of these veterans in free agency or, you know, picking somebody else up, 
I would I would love to see uh, Patrick Sertan in a Patriots uniform by using that first round, you know, draft pick if he's still around when they pick because I think he, you talk about a guy who's pro ready. I think I think he's the gold standard of corners this year coming out. I've watched all of Alabama's games the past couple of seasons, and this guy is just absolutely fantastic. I think he's going to be a great corner in the NFL, and for all the reasons you already mentioned, and he has that, you know, he has that aggression where he can not only cover wide receivers, he can cover tight ends, um, and the fact that. You know, he has that confidence playing in Nick Saban's Alabama system, which is very similar to the Patriots in a lot of ways. So I, I think, you know, he's a guy, if he's there and you already have that quarterback in your pocket, I think uh, you couldn't go wrong grabbing him. Yeah, obviously, uh, the quarterback position tends to be the more highly touted uh, of uh, Patriots picks right now. It tends to be the position that I think a lot of people think the Patriots will go in this draft. And I agree with you on that. I think that ultimately, that's where they're going to look to fill that void. But if, in fact, the quarterback of the future for the Patriots is not there, if the Patriots feel that they're better off kind of riding out the cam train this year, maybe making a run at it next year, or bringing in a veteran for the time being and not going the rookie route this year, then I could see them looking to the cornerback position because it's something that Bill Belichick has always harped on when it comes to an important position in that secondary. He's had some difficulties, I guess is the best way uh, to put it. There have been some, you know, great picks. There have been some not so great picks. So, you know, you're looking at uh, a um, uh, an up and down record when it comes to Belichick bringing in, uh, you know, solid corners. But the one thing that makes this kid to me stand out is obviously the saving connection. You look at how he played for the Crimson Tide. It's a very similar system to what he'd be playing here in New England. So obviously the Saban connection speaks well for him. But you mentioned it, just the length, the discipline, um, the cerebral way with which he plays the position fits in so well in New England. That's why so many Saban disciples end up doing well here in New England because of the fact that it's a very similar mindset. It's a very similar circumstance. Um, and to me, there are very few question marks on Patrick Sertain this year. Obviously, one of them is deep speed. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, the footage that I've watched on him and watching some of Alabama's games back, uh, he has surrendered some throws into the deeper portions of the field. That's something that his critics might give him uh, a little grief for. It's also something that he can work on, something that he can improve. And to me, the instincts and the football IQ of this kid really make him uh, an ideal fit for uh, an, an NFL franchise and maybe an ideal fit for New England. So I agree with you. I think they will use first-round draft capital to go after a quarterback. But if not, don't be a bit surprised, folks, if the Patriots take a look at the cornerback position uh, because, to me, I think that's the big, next biggest need on this roster long-term. Steve, what can I say? I always appreciate you coming by, lending your wisdom and counsel the way only you can, giving us that necessary dose of reason that we need every Tuesday, and you provide it so well. So I thank you, my friend. Before I let you go, bud, please let all of our listeners know where they can find you on social media, where they can find your great work, and what we can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the pen of Steve Balistrieri as we march toward the NFL draft at the end of the month. Well, thanks again for having me, Mike. As always, it's a pleasure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SpeedB7SFG. 
I write for patsfans.com. I also do a couple of podcasts, which you mentioned earlier. So uh, you can always find me on those. And, in fact, we need to get you on our podcast again yeah, real soon. But, uh, what you, you know, what I'm going to be looking at is there's still some time in free agency to make some moves. And although finances are uh, a little uh, tighter now than they were because of the money they spent, um, you know, I still think they can make some moves there. And, and I'll leave you with another Godfather quote. Finance is a gun. Politics is knowing when to pull the trigger. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, I'll see that, that quote, and I'll tell you that if you see $12.6 million in cash, thank you, Pat's cap, that's the Patriots' most recent number, if you see $12.6 million in cash, just finance, the salute on Balistrieri. <laughs> more godfather talk and more draft talk and more new england patriots talk next week here patriots fans on locked on patriots next tuesday with my good buddy steve balistrieri what can i say my friend in the meantime stay safe and well and we look forward to talking ball with you again here next week always a pleasure just like that patriots nation We're almost halfway through your work week, but fear not, because there is still plenty of Patriots coverage still to come. So, to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download and subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Steve Balistrieri for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Stay safe, Foxborough faithful. Stay well. Always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, Buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.